in January, I was speaking at a three-day conference. On the last day, a speaker took the stage and within a few minutes, my soul leapt in recognition. What I mean is that I knew this speaker was a kindred spirit. He was talking about wisdom and thought leadership and storytelling in ways that are so central to what I believe and the work I do. And I knew I needed to get to know him better. So over the past few months, I've been blessed to get to know him and his awesome wife who works with him in his business. We've had some great conversations about what it means to be a thought leader. And I wanted you to listen in on those conversations. So I invited him to today's podcast. Hi, I'm Deirdre Van Nest, and you're listening to the Crazy Good Talks podcast. I created this podcast because I'm obsessed with helping financial professionals and entrepreneurs like you express yourself in a way that attracts and wins you more business. Plus, I want to help you make a huge impact on the lives of others. That's why each episode is packed with actionable strategies to help develop your speaking, storytelling, and content creation skills skills that allow you to effortlessly make emotional connections with your ideal clients. I'm so excited to take you on this journey because when you learn these skills, your influence and your impact will be limitless. Let's jump in to today's episode. Okay. So who is this speaker? Well, his name is John LaDuca, and he is the founder and managing partner of Playbook Builder, a knowledge management software and consulting firm. And get this, he built his first .com in 1993. I think that was even before .coms were a thing. And I'm so envious of this. His family name, LaDuca, traces back to Michelangelo's apprentice, Jacopo LaDuca, who actually succeeded the master when he died. So cool. This is part one of a two-part series. So let's meet John. Welcome, John. I want to be related to Michelangelo's apprentice. <laughs> How does one get that? Yeah, well, that's a good story. And, and for storytelling time, I think it's a valuable one. So my dad left Italy, war-torn Italy with the clothes on his back with his family, landed in Ellis Island in the you know late 40s. Yeah. And uh, had no idea about this. And like 20, what it was, 50 years later, my mother-in-law was in Italy and visited a church. And the background story, the Vatican was helpful. I did the research. Turns out I, in the 1570s, this priest named Anthony Loduca was petitioning the Pope because he had seen visions of Christians being martyred in this spot and mm. wanted a church built and tried for like 30 years and couldn't get it done, couldn't get it done, couldn't get it done. And then he got his nephew involved and his nephew's boss took on the project. And that was Michelangelo. And the church was Santa Maria della Angeli, which is like the second wow. largest basilica in Rome. And it's incredible. I was like imagining oh. a chapel and we got there. I went, I took my dad and my son, we all walked in and they're like, we're closed. And I said, Mi chiamo lo duca. And they were like, come on in. And it was <gasps> so seriously. Amazing. Yeah, it was really oh. like a little private walk around. And it was a really neat thing. And what's fascinating about it as an example of story, because it's a really good vehicle for what we do. It changed my dad's sense of identity. I bet it did. You know, to have that in your background is a very different kind of a color for who you are as a person. Absolutely. I, I'm like, I have chills right now. I think it's just, it's amazing. It's pretty And neat. I'm Italian. So, you know, maybe, I do. so maybe I got something there. I think I might need to go trace my history just in case. 
And just really, when I read that in your bio, I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Because when clients come to us and we're creating their stories, John, in the first session they have with us, which is called a discovery session, I say, okay, I'm your story strategist. If it's right. me or one of my team, if, if they're the strategist. And, and we are like Michelangelo, we are carving the David out of the model. Yes. Like yes. you have a beautiful David inside of you, which comes in the form of your stories. I love and that. we just have to know where to tap and prod. And so we use that example every time we work with a client. So to, to actually be able to be like, and by the way, he's my relative or would be like, oh, it's weird. So cool. It's really strange. I mean, there's stuff built by this Giacomo Loduca art and buildings and stuff all over Italy. And none of my parents, wow. uh, my dad's family, none of them knew any of it. Wild. There's a castle Loduca. I mean, it's oh my crazy. Gosh. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. I'm going to put my aunt on this. She's all things Italian in our family. Right I'm be like, find, find me someone, find me someone interesting. I got to no, tell you, the all. Vatican, the Vatican are amazing. They're super helpful. Okay. That's good to know. That's yeah, really good to know. They, they'll like go to bat for you and go to the archives and it's really incredible. Oh, I love it. You know how people buy based on emotion and then they back their decision up with logic. Well, this means if you don't make an emotional connection with your ideal clients, no one's buying anything, not you, your products, your services, or ideas. And that's where we at Crazy Good Talks come in. We give you tools and strategies to make emotional connections with your ideal clients so that you can quickly build trust. So to do that, I want to offer you a free resource I just created for you. It's an identify your story guide. Stories are one of the most powerful ways to make emotional connections with your clients. But many professionals come to us saying, I don't even know what my stories are. This guide will help you identify the two most important stories you need to have in your business. So go on over to crazygoodtalks.com right now to grab your guide. Okay. That's great. Well, I got to ask you something. So when I heard you speak you said something that I think will stick with me for the rest of my life. You said these three words. This is a call to arms. This is a call to arms. And I got chills when you said that, John. Can you explain what you meant by that? Yeah. So we're going right into it, aren't we? We're going right into it. <laughs> I kind of want to hijack this podcast and interview you. I just think that you're incredible and what you do is so valuable. I, I took that stage with the intention to enlist these people in the audience into what I believe is like the kind of the call of our generation, like the cause that is sort of timely. And I don't want to get political, but I see the world changing in so many crazy yeah. ways, so many dramatic yes. ways. You know, I was just sort of like a normal American kid, probably a little right of center, but you know, nothing extreme. Yeah. But now it, I haven't budged and I look like an extreme perspective today. Yes. Yes. And so we're seeing, you know, what we're seeing, we're seeing censorship and we're seeing, I don't know, incursions into our democratic model that we've, you know, probably haven't seen since the redcoats were here. Yeah. And so I decided to use that pulpit as an opportunity to enlist others. Most of the men and women that I've been serving for the last 20 years are advisors. And I said, and I believe still, they are uniquely qualified because of their capabilities, because of their gifts, because of their credibility, their financial mm. acumen. Mm -hmm. And many of them just need a little nudge. They just need to yeah. be told, yeah, you're ready to go, dude. 
it's time. Step up and lead and speak your piece because we need you very yeah. badly to be outspoken. I think the line that has moved me my whole life is evil triumphs when good men do nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what the call to arms was all about. I, I, I believe that thought leadership is a fabulous ploy for marketing, but it has a much higher calling. And mm. that is to really uplift and transform those around you. You know, we look at thought leaders like Martin Luther King or Gandhi. I mean, these people that changed the world, they didn't know they were going to be that person when they were young. Right. They just stood up. Yeah. And so that's kind of the the deal. So yeah, thank you for that feedback. It was I was feeling a little daring that day. So I, I love it. That. I I love it. And I think, and I think just to to be clear. Yeah, you're not making it, it's not a political statement. It's not a matter of where where you fall on politics. It's I, I think what you're saying, it's a matter of doing good in the world, right? Absolutely. And people who are doing good things being willing to speak up and stand for that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Wherever that wherever you fall on the political spectrum. We're kind of normalizing some cuckoo stuff that, you know, yes. No matter which political party you belong to, a lot of people are going, What? Yeah. What's <laughs> happening what? here? Yeah. 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 No, so that, that's, that, that's the call to arms. Yeah. And I think the, the call to arms by itself is, is a great idea, but let's take it a little bit deeper. Cause that that's to me, you, you said that at the end of the presentation, right. And I'm kind of jumping ahead, <laughs> um, right. but I, it just stood out to me. So, so let's, let's go a little bit deeper on why you are the person saying this is a call to arms. And I want to, I want to start by talking about your philosophy about wisdom, because I think a lot of this is where this starts. So can you share what, what, what does wisdom mean? What does thought leadership mean? And what, what is your philosophy around this? Absolutely. My contention is that wisdom is your greatest asset and competitive advantage. And for 20 years, I own, I own a couple of companies. One of them, the Wisdom Link, is an intellectual capital development firm. So we were packaging intellectual property so it could be monetized in creative ways. So my entrepreneurs are thought leaders. They're sometimes like top of the food chain, people you'd know, names you'd recognize, and they've got incredible wisdom and insight and learned lessons along the way. And so we look at wisdom as the thing, the big differentiator. Mm -hmm. However, like dust bunnies underneath the furniture, you know, it just accumulates and it's not utilized. You've got to go grab it. You've got to name it. You've got to package it and deploy it effectively. And so that's why I think you and I like one another so much is I've been in an adjacent space as yours and saw story as the catalyst because I was focusing on process. So I was deconstructing Mm -hmm. what these folks were doing, trying to figure out why they win and help them to put that bottle, that lightning and it's story that brings it to life. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. Let's talk about process for a minute because I know you and I are both have been, uh, you know, strategic coach clients, and I know your wife worked for strategic coach, and and they talk. Dan Sullivan from Strategic Coach is brilliant, has a lot of wisdom, right? And they talk. One of the things they teach their entrepreneurs is unique process, and that's one of the things that we talk about at Crazy Good Talks is 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 yeah. creating what we call your Crazy Good Signature System. Yeah. It's packaging yes. up your wisdom into a process that's tangible for for your prospects and and your clients 100%. to kind of grab a hold of. So. Can you talk about that just a little bit from your perspective and yeah. why it's important? Yeah. So I got hired, I got very lucky and was hired by John DeMonda a number of years ago. John was running the Northeast for Lincoln Financials, like okay. a territory in the Northeast. And he hired us to build his practice management consulting 
process. And then they tapped John to run all of LFA. And all of a sudden I was like in the space in a big yeah. way. I MDRT speaker, TED speaker, ALU. I'm working with the top 10 producers on all these platforms. And we got on Dan Sullivan's radar. Mm-hmm. And Sullivan elected to make the Wisdom Link the go-to team for clients to do unique process. And so Dan and Bab sent us close to 500 of their clients wow. over the last 20 years. And you know the caliber, like yes. just the coolest. I mean, just wonderful, thoughtful, impactful folks. And not just yes. in insurance and wealth management, but a, a, a large portion of them. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you find when someone is sort of just doing their thing? They're talking to people about what they do and you know how they do it, but they don't package it up into a unique process. And, yeah. and, and, and maybe actually, just for our listeners who are not clear, what is a unique process? When we say package it up into a unique process, what are we talking about, John? I think packaging intellectual property in any regard can take on different forms. Packaging intellectual property can look like a curriculum. Mm-hmm. It can look yep. like a, a graphical overview from a concept standpoint, a graphic that unpacks your philosophy. There's a number of avenues for it. Process is very much like the fulfillment process. And yes. so taking aims at differentiation, that's all about unique experience. If we cannot compete on performance as advisors, like if you've, you know, you're in the space, you know the dynamic. We can't hang our hat on that. Nobody wants to be pilloried by the by their clientele when they've they've made promises they can't keep. Right. Well, where can you compete? Unique yeah. experience and packaging and detailing your unique experience that you offer to clients is the best avenue to ensure that you're differentiating and you're talking about the right things. You're not allowing the client's biases of how they view you to inform what they're going to get from you. You get to lean across the table and say, this is how it works when you work with me. And uh, yeah. that's, I mean, it, you know, it's like the equivalent of writing a book. You can name it, you can trademark it. It can become your, um, your personal intellectual property. I've got clients whose valuation on their business was impacted because they had productized their approach and turned it into an operating system instead of just stuff they know how to do. Absolutely. And so it is big. So I want to stop here for a moment. I was really blessed back in, I would say 2012, I started working with an amazing mentor, Lisa Sasevich, who actually was a Dan Sullivan client. I didn't realize, I didn't make the connection at the time because I didn't know Dan at that time, right. but she always talked, what did she call it? She uh, Unique branded process is what she called it. And so she encouraged us. She kept saying, you need to have this, you need to have this. So I've been super blessed to have had our processes. Like everything we do I know. is a process. The I Crazy know. Good Talks blueprint process the 60-minute story asset creation process. And what what I have found is people will choose our firm and pay us more than competitors because we have a process. Most definitely. And so the way I put it, John, is when you're in a business and you're selling air, like service-based businesses are selling air, as I like to say. Yeah. You don't walk into, would you say? That's productizing something that's Otherwise invisible. Totally exactly. agree. With you. Absolutely. Yeah. So you don't walk into my office or your office, uh, yours now, because you actually have actual a product. We'll, we'll get to that. But you don't walk into my office and walk out with a pair of glasses, right? Like you, you don't walk out with anything right. other than this great like hope and right and dream and 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 so as soon as I put it on paper and I could show people the path that we were going to take them on and the outcomes of the path. 
And that's what a process is. So if you're listening and you're like, I don't really get what you mean. A process is taking what you normally do anyway. And I like to tell my clients, don't get all like, crazy thinking, oh my gosh, now I got to create a process. No, you have a process. If you've been in business for probably more than a year, you have a way you do something. You just haven't, you just haven't kept track of it. You haven't noticed it. You haven't put it down on paper. You haven't named it. You haven't talked about it. That's right. That's right. And so it's the way you do things. Yes. It's hiding in plain sight. I love that. And, and, and it's the outcomes people get when they work with you. And it's basically like, we're taking you from a to Z and this is how we're going to do it. It's incredibly powerful. So if you're listening today, the first thing I would love for you to do, if you don't have a process is actually create your process. You you will be amazed at how much easier it is to um, close business. And, yeah, I see, it, really- I see it as a lead gen tool, but really it's magic comes in two other areas that are sort of un, undiscovered. One is lead conversion. So sitting down and, and, and making it transparent how it is that you will work together and the kinds of things you're promising to do and what that timeline looks like. What, what a gift to give someone who's just like, I don't know how it's going to work. Right. That's your biggest barrier to entry. But the secondary benefit kind of caught us off guard. We were building these things out and we realized we were arming the promise makers yeah. But we were building the map for the promise keepers, all the back office operations oh, and systems that. to uphold. It's kind of like an actor on the stage. That's your advisor. But there's 40 people in the crew moving the lights and pulling the scenery stuff around. Yes. You know? So those are sometimes the unspoken heroes. But by building them a map, process is like the spinal column in a body. You've got the left arm that's client facing, and then you've got the right arm and that's backstage. That's that's the operations, the systems, the t- little touches that differentiate. All of that wisdom p- pairs really well. And then you find you start creeping out of your industry a little bit and into evolving into something bespoke and unique to your clientele. So as opposed to being another yes. same old, same old shop, with a cute brochure, if you right. follow your clients, they'll help you innovate in areas that I think they want to pay you. And so I've had clients do the wildest stuff in wealth management and insurance, family retreats for six figures because there's altered high net worth um, or the same dynamic, but on a more conservative basis for business owners, a business retreat. I mean, the yes. kinds of creativity that I've seen with technology, with unique experience, it it all came out of chasing that down, identifying like, who do we really work with? And what is going on? What is the magic? Where, what is it comprised of? And then lifting that up and making that what's for sale, making that the offering instead of the products, your CFP, you know, who cares? What do they care about? Well, what you give them, how you transform them, what they glean from an engagement with you. And that might even trump performance. If performance is a commodity, then, then how do you compete? Well, I can go beyond it. I can see you and raise you because you and your family will know how to pass your wealth down to your heirs, or we'll help you get your all your different investments into a single sheet of paper that you can see. I mean, whatever the value prop is, it might even transcend just the price point of entry kind of services. Yes, you got me some decent performance in the market. Big deal. But all the other right. things are why I hire you and why I refer you and why I stick around. Yeah, that's the that's game. Absolutely. Commoditized yeah. I, world. <laughs> it is. I have two things that come to mind. So this this was years ago. So, you know, I'm a I'm a content creator, a speaking coach, but I also yeah. know my own limitations. And so when I'm working on certain things, I, I have coaches that coach me, right? Even though I do this, I bring in yes. coaches to help me because you can't see your own stuff a lot of the time. You so bet. 
So I have um, someone that helps with my storytelling uh, when I'm working on a speech and he would kind of uh, extremely talented, like extremely talented. And, and so I would always say to him, you know, you, you need a process. You need a process. Like he was doing just these one-off coaching, right? Like, okay, we'll get together for a session here, a session yep. there. And he was complaining about like his fees being lower than he wanted them to be. And I would always say, you need a process, you need a process, you can raise your fees. And, and so he wasn't doing it. And so then he did this presentation and it happened to be, uh, he, he works with anybody who's out there speaking, doesn't matter what the, what the niche is, but he happened to do a presentation for financial professionals. And he knew that I, I play in that space a lot. And he goes, yeah, they just, they, they just won't spend any money. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? And he said, yeah, like I had a, a bunch of strategy sessions with people and I was offering like $700 for three sessions or whatever it was. And, and nobody was doing it. And I said, that's really fascinating because that's who I work a lot with and our service is anywhere from five to $10,000 and, and they move forward. Yeah. And he looked at me and I said, and it's not because you're not amazing. Like you're amazing. It's because you don't have a process. That's why we're able to get the five to $10,000 fees. It. And you're not getting anyone saying yes to the $700 fees because you're positioning it like we're going to have three coaching sessions. Yep. Well, they can't wrap their brain around what the value is in the three coaching sessions, they can't see this is my outcome. Well, see, they can't I agree see with that, but I, I also think what they do is they compare you to everybody else in the exact same space. Exactly. And yes. so if you're not differentiated by a process, then they just benchmark you against their, whatever their biases are, whoever they worked with last month. Oh, that's a lot for a coach. You, what you've done, and I think it is the way to go, is you've exalted the, the offering out of the commodity and into unique experience. And by naming it and trademarking and putting your stamp on it in that way, it has asset value. It's, it's, yes. it's powerful. It, it signals to, I mean, what do we pay for? The kinds of things that we really pay for are named and, and they are protected and they are packaged well. You know, Apple pretty much ruined everybody's business because it <laughs> raised the bar on packaging so high. Like if I go to a website, right? it's ugly. I just assume that people suck. It's not fair to them. They might be marvelous, but packaging informs quality. And so it's incumbent upon us to tell our story well, to, yes. to position ourselves effectively. It's, it's nobody else's responsibility. They're not yeah, going and to I will even say. Drive. Yeah. And I will even say this coach who I work with, who I think is amazing. Yeah. He, at the time, I, I, I can't speak for now, but at the time had way more experience than me, right? He had way, he had way more experience. So it was like, I don't have to compete against someone. So, so if you're listening, think about this for a minute, you're no longer competing against someone's experience. How, you know, how often they work with this certain clientele. Once you start moving into the packaging area, you become a category of one. Yes, most 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 assuredly, that that's where that goes. And so, a lot of the clients that I work with, they they're looking at their industry. And if you build an industry specific or industry centric organization, you're going to be ten years behind. You have yeah. to build a client centric business because clients will drag you into innovation. You know, the best example I can give of this is um, Uber. Uber wasn't created by a couple of taxi drivers. It's created by a couple of people like you and me sitting around on a rainy day in Paris going, what in the heck are we doing? Right. Standing here <laughs> waiting for a cab. It's 2007 yes. or whatever. Yes. And so innovation can, can sometimes come by like just tracking on the, the problem and, and being daring with the solution. You can't get that unless you empathize with your clients, unless you're in their shoes. And so the folks that are paying attention to the industry, you know, they're just they're just replicating what everybody else is doing. And I know it's tempting, but if you want real differentiation, if you're feeling daring, 
that's where you go. You, you track on the unique tribe of people who agree with you, who share your worldview. And I talk about philosophy a little bit with thought leadership, because I think it is the last frontier. It's where all those ideas of packaging come you know, to fruition is a central philosophy that informs yeah, everything. Which, which we're going to get into. We're going to make this a two-part series, Sean, because this I'm loving this. And actually, I didn't know that th- we were going to stay so long on this subject, which I'm actually loving this. It's such valuable it's content. A good one. It is a really good one. So I think we'll we'll do this and we'll do that in part two. I'll, I'll kind of summarize in a, in a moment what we've done, where we're going for part two. Awesome. But the other thing, and then I would love it. How about we give to wrap up this part one? Let's maybe give like our top tip for if someone's listening and they want to create their own system, right? They want to package up their expertise. I call it a crazy good signature system. You're calling it the unique process. Is that right? How you would refer to it? That's that's the terminology I'm familiar with. Okay. So let's maybe both give our top 10 tip. If you're like a DIY or doing it yourself, is it DIY or DIY? Do it DIYer, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah. before that, the other really powerful thing about creating a, a, a process is that it's so like most people are not comfortable, nor do their prospects or clients want them to totally brag about themselves. That's a weird, that's like a weird thing to do. So for example, let's say you were my, let's say you're my prospect, John, we're having a strategy session and you're thinking about working with me. And let's say it is about um, being a better presenter. I would then walk you down the crazy good talks blueprint path, right? right. I would show you that this is how we, we, we get the results. Not to just resume. Exactly. I wouldn't be like, John, I am the best speaking coach you have ever come across. Let me tell you how great I am, right? No, uncomfortable, weird. You're not going to like that. But I have no problem extolling the virtue of our process because our process is phenomenal and it gets people phenomenal results when they follow it. And I can say that all day long and I'm not going to sound like a jerk to you. Nope. (laughs) It's so much easier to sell a product than yourself. I mean, for some of my clients, they're, you know, they're, they didn't get into the industry because they were, they're sales guys. They got into it because they wanted to serve others. And so the idea of having to compete with such a gross self-promoting shtick just turns them off. But they'll brag all day long about what they've developed here. Look at what we've built and let me explain how this works. And it's not for everyone, but if you're wired like this or want these things, you'll find it's great for you. It's it's a fantastic thing. Your top 10 list, you know, I'd love to hear it and I'll, I'll share mine. I've got a few ideas about it. What have you got? Well, let's just do one. We don't have time for 10. Maybe that we'll, we'll do that another time, but give me your, give me, if I'm sitting here listening and I want to just take the first step of doing it myself, what is the first step you would tell someone to take to start figuring out what their process is? I'd say map your process chronologically moving left to right on a whiteboard. And I would keep it under 10 steps. And at every step I'd ask if I charged, pick a number five grand for every step, what would have to happen for people to pay that and feel like they got a good deal? You don't have to charge that much for each step, but you should scare the heck out of yourself, Mm. raise the bar really high and say, what would be extraordinary? What would we do if we wanted to just knock socks off? Because the creativity will come. I love that tweak. So I would, my first step would be exactly what you said about charting it out, but I love what you just added with the asking yourself the $5,000 question. That's awesome. Okay, great. So that's the first step. And then my my next step to add on to that is to is to start putting it in like kind of logical columns and then once you get everything organized you would actually want to name the steps and name the process 
And I always, I tell my clients, don't get too hung up, get good enough out there. Don't get too hung up on the name because people could sit for a year and not name it. So the, the ideal is that you're going to name it something outcome driven, like crazy good talks is outcome driven, right? People know what they're getting. There's an implied benefit in the name. We also have implied benefits in our steps, but we didn't start out that way. And if we had not, if we had waited for the name crazy good talks, it would have taken me three years to get this process out. So it's kind of this, know that you're going for something, but be willing to stick with good enough and, and name it, get it on paper, create a graphic, and then go out and start talking about it. All right, I gave totally a lot more agree. than one, I but totally I had agree. to finish the- Do Most you of my clients completely, I mean, you, you, you having this experience, you're, you're having this kind of impact. They go, oh my gosh, I can't believe this was so easy. Yeah. Like they, they're yeah. able to now charge for their process. They're actually yes. able to charge a fee to go through their process. Well, I already get paid on AUM. Well, you're- you're giving away all your value in the hopes that they bring their their assets over, but there's no guarantee. Charge them for the unique experience. It'll frighten you into amazing performance because you'll be like, yes. holy crud, I charged $7,500 to do a discovery call and put right. together a financial plan. It, it better be awesome. And yes. that raises the bar. It funds that effort. And what I hear all the time, and I bet you do too, is golly, that was easy. I wish I'd yes, been doing this 10 years ago. Like what, what, what 100%. Doing? Yeah. It's way simpler than one thinks. Okay. Let's do this. So we're going to, we're going to wrap up part one before we do that. Tell people uh, just kind of briefly, because we'll, we'll go over it. We'll have a little more time in part two, but what yeah. are you doing now? And where can they find you? Like, how can they, how can you help them? If they're like, okay, I'm going to get this process down and maybe they do it on their own. Maybe they come and work with our, our firm because our firm does that. I don't think you're doing that any longer, but if you are, let us know. But then, but you have something really cool yeah. that really needs to happen once the process is created. Can you talk about that for a minute? Yeah, I can. So along the road, we had, you know, clients come in and some of them were pretty incredible. We had the Zigglers come in and like a wow. dummy, I'm sitting there with a pad of paper, writing stuff down. And they're just sharing the most amazing stories. And I thought, okay, we should be filming these people. And so we built an application where we could take the process and then include videos to unpack the how-to. So you wind up, you know, the wisdom lives in the, in the why behind the how. And so if you can get both by getting story and getting nuance, then I can emulate what my boss says to clients, because I'm the junior person on the team, you know, you can scale it. They're using it for M&A. So we built a software company called Playbook Builder. And Playbook Builder is a knowledge management platform that houses that IP and then drives users in the community. And those can be, they're traditionally the team to, to consume that content, to become fluent. So onboarding a new hire, training people on the team on a common approach, all of those things are mission critical for scale. And yes. what we've seen with, you know, so many of my clients are boomers, they're exiting. It's also a really cool value prop when it comes to your future exit, because it'll, yes. it'll deliver a three to five X on, on the value of the business because it's now turnkey. Now, most of the businesses that I've been working with are like quarterback calling plays. They're a top down pyramid style business. You've got your charismatic rainmaker, you know, you can draw this little charismatic yep. rainmaker at the top of a pyramid, like a quarterback calling plays to an offensive line who just run those plays. And the problem with that is it doesn't scale. There's no exit strategy. 
You can't even go on vacation without bringing your phone. These people are running a six minute mile. It's darn near impossible for a junior to hop in and catch that train. It's like, how am I going to, how am I going to catch up with this person? They've been doing it for 30 years and they're, they're going to strategic coach. They're investing in their career. They're reading books. They're going to conferences. They're just getting better and faster and more efficient. How do you catch up? So we realized if you make the business around the person, it has, it has, it's slow to change. It's clunky. It's, it's not as fluid. Well, what if we extracted out of the head of the entrepreneur, their IP, their wisdom? And then instead of a pyramid, it looks like a wheel with wisdom as the mm. central asset. And what's so cool about this, it's like a basketball team where the plays unfold dynamically and everybody gets to touch the ball. That wisdom asset is no longer just the domain of the founder. No, no, no. Now you're crowdsourcing best practices and you're enhancing that entire value proposition because everyone's being able to, to participate in it, but and touch it and access it and improve their day-to-day. So you wind up with a more dynamic business and you wind up with a, a team of ownership because they're they're participating in perfecting approaches over and over again. I mean, most of the businesses I was talking to, their frustration wasn't, we don't know what to do. It was always, we can't get it done consistently. And as we're right. growing, it's getting worse. We're playing the telephone game. I've got people in other offices that have never heard my heritage story. They were never a yeah. part of the water cooler thing. They're not day-to-day sitting around in the office. And so Playbook Builder was designed to solve that. And we've been at it for a while. We've got about 6,000 users on the platform. We're in four countries. And it's kind of going like a house on fire because of what's happening in the world these days. You know, COVID really brought to bear an incredible amount of focus on the fact that distributed work forces, people working at home, different offices, it's hard to keep a culture together. Yeah. So let's do this. We're going to break. Let's do this. If you just tell tell people where to find you, where where can they find you and Playbook Builder? Yeah. Teamplaybookbuilder.com is the website. Team playbookbuilder.com. And uh, my LinkedIn is easy to find as well. And I'm sure you're going to link that on your, yes. your landing page. That's that's the best and fastest route to get to me. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So definitely want to check John out if you want to scale your business, make your business more consistent, have all of your wisdom in one place and really capitalize on your wisdom and your thought leadership. Thank you for listening to the Crazy Good Talks podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered in this podcast represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Accelerated Performance, LLC. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only.